Today we're talking with Adam Monica from TV on Guitar, one of the fastest growing guitar channels on YouTube. What's going on, man? Yeah, man. Thanks for having me down here. I'm excited. I do want to talk about your chops for a okay. second here, okay? Because they're blinding, all right? And I've been playing for 20-something years now, and I don't think I've seen anything like it probably ever. Where have you been hiding this whole time, so, man? It's funny because you, you say that, but like, I don't. I I feel like I'm super critical of myself. So like yeah. I'll do something and it's not like perfect in my head. And I'll be like, this sucks. This is like the worst thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> We're always our, our own worst critic, yeah. but dude, like there's at least in our small pond, which is the VGM cover space. I mean, you're, you're setting it on fire. Well, I mean, I, I, well, I want to talk to you about, you know, Gerudo Valley. I want to talk about your viral videos, but I mean, first let's, there's a heavy flamenco influence okay. in your playing. And I'm curious, when did you first start getting into flamenco? Like, can you take me through like what your first exposure was? Sure. Did you have formal training? So, did you go to school, you know? So the flamenco stuff, I never, I, first off, I never really had a lot of flamenco. I never learned a lot of flamenco technique or played a lot of flamenco. Um, honestly, the first time I really did a song like that was Gerudo Valley. I don't know why it came out so flamenco-like, but there's a lot of Spanish guitar in classical guitar repertoire, yeah. right? We're always playing like, you know, like a lot of Albanus and that kind of stuff. And yeah. I think that's where most of it comes from, like Leanda, uh, that kind of thing. So I don't know why, there's just always lots of rascados in Spanish guitar and all the guitar repertoire I learned, like, you know, I've been playing for like, God, since I was like 10 years old, that, I heard it and I was like, oh, this is like a flamenco track. That so you they just made. were just emulating it. All I was this literally, time. yeah, emulating what I thought, you know, because like they, they have limitations with the sound chips and stuff in the game. So totally. like that's what they were going for, yeah. is what I was thinking. Like, yeah. oh, I know what they're going for. I'm going to do that on the guitar. But really, like, I, it's never like I was like a flamenco guitar player. That was just my classical guitar technique from playing Spanish guitar coming out, trying to do what I thought they were trying to do on that track. That's so interesting because like, if you didn't tell me that, I think, wow, this guy has been formally trained in flamenco, took flamenco not, lessons. Because no, it comes out through, it comes Never. through in all your all your covers. You throw rascados everywhere oh, yeah. and they're clean. I do a lot of rascados. I mean, you can tell you've been doing it for years. There's a couple There's a couple different techniques like that I use a lot where it's like, uh, you know, just obviously like that. I don't even, still don't know what to call this. I did like a, I did like a tutorial on TikTok and I was, it took me forever to figure out what do I even call this thing? You know, where you just fan out all your fingers. To me, it's just rascado. That, isn't that what it is? Yeah, but there's, I think if I knew more about flamenco, I might know the right terminology for it. I could not for the life of me find it online. <laughs> I'm just, you know, that's the move. All the fingers, you know, <laughs> fanning them out like that. I, I loved that tutorial. I thought that you broke it down really well. That one where you're kind of, it was not the formal um, tutorials that you've been doing, but it was just that quick, like how to on TikTok. On, oh, on TikTok. Yeah. yeah and that was, um, yeah, I, mean, I was trying it, you know. Yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah just had the, the strumming pattern and the. Yeah. I that feel was like cool. I got a lot of comments on that where people were like, oh, awesome. Got it. Thanks. But they were being like <laughs> yeah. tongue in cheek. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I could play oh, it yeah. now. Yeah. Now I got it. Sweet. <laughs> Dude. Okay. Well, I got to say that's kind of a relief because I feel like my music vocabulary is so limited. Dude. And so when someone asks me, 
you know, hey, how, what do you call that? Or how do you play that? Or <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss usually. Like, dude, I honestly, like, yeah. I think we, we've been playing for so long, we kind of forget how to communicate that or teach it. I mean, I know I'm, I'm a terrible teacher. So it's just, dude, I thought you were so going to come in here and just start, well, you know, I no. studied under so-and-so for six years and we were at this conservatory. Oh, I, I did. I was like classically trained. Like I had, okay. you know, I, I took lessons from a dude named John Sutherland, who he actually went to a Segovia master class back in the day. Okay, he's good buddies with, or he was, he's dead now, but he's he was good buddies with Chris Parkening. Okay, um, I don't know who that is. Oh, Chris Chris Parkening was. Uh, I mean, he's still around, but I mean, he's like one of the all time in, in my book. I don't know if people still think that, but he's like one of the all time classical guitarists. So you're classically trained. Classically trained. Yeah. Was that just? one-on-one -on -one instruction or was it at, a, at school i started when i was 10. Um, oh wow okay my, my brother and i my dad just like took us down to the music store and he decided he was going to do piano and i wanted to play like electric guitar i owned an electric guitar i just i didn't know how to play it i remember when we were at like we were at the music store and i saw the guy like when i bought the guitar he was like playing with distortion and i didn't know what distortion was yeah. i was just like how is he making those sounds oh, that's cool and i was just like so enamored with it you were just 10 at the time. Yeah, I know. I was like so in the dark. Like I didn't know how he's doing like this wizardry. So I wanted cool. to play electric. And my dad made me get classical lessons because he was like, if you learn classical, you'll learn better technique and you can always go play electric later. He's a smart man. Yeah. I mean, it was totally the right move. But yeah. then I just latched onto classical. Wow. But so, okay. So if you started when you were 10, you've got about a decade on me because I think I first picked, I mean, not quite, I picked it up when I was like 16, electric okay, guitar. Okay, like teens, yeah. Yeah, but I didn't start taking classical guitar seriously until way later. That's oh, interesting. Like, so you started electric. Yeah, I was in a death metal band. I was in a bunch Dude. of different, you know, groups in high school and we were just kind of just pounding away on the guitar, you know, but I was always interested in like lead yeah. guitar. I always wanted to be like- uh, Like shredding. Yeah, and Dimebag Daryl and Malmsteen, like all those Malmsteen. cats that- <sighs> Like I thought Malmsteen was the pinnacle. I, I went through the yeah. same thing in high school. Like I just started playing classical earlier. So like we had the same experience. I just but you had a, started you had a with classical. pretty solid foundation though. That Yeah, yeah. I, I had already. That makes a lot of sense because your technique is. I feel like I, like when I was 10, I just like learned really fast. Yeah. And then like kind of like plateaued off and then kept getting better through like high school and college. But there were like a couple plateaus in my life. There were, the big one was in my. Uh, I guess like my twenties and thirties, it was like this. Like I'd play, I'd go crazy. Yeah, because that's just my personality. Like I go all in on things. It's insane. I go all yeah. in on things, and I have blinders, and everything else in my life like falls apart. <laughs> but I get really good at this one thing. So same. I did, I did that. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah. like I was pretty solid on it throughout high school, and I intended to to start college in classical guitar performance. Yeah. And that's just what I was going to do. No doubt in my mind, I was going to do classical guitar performance. I was probably going to go on, get a master's, get wow. a doctoral degree. So you were all in in high school. Yeah, I was all in. And and that was, yeah. And and, and I, I improved a lot. I used to go out into the garage and I would just like practice scales for like four hours. What's got you motivated to play guitar again recently in the last couple of years? <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, it was... The, the the VGM stuff like so a couple years ago it started with Smooth McGroove so you don't you don't know Smooth McGroove no dude I so feel like I'm not he's know, acapella though. okay and he's huge so I saw my buddy um 
I, my phone keeps vibrating. Let me turn this off. You're a popular sorry. guy. It's cool. You're in play, bro. You got a lot going on. I'm going on airplane. I'm going to tell her. There we go. Just go ahead and. You're like, honey, I'm in an interview right now. Like, come go on. on airplane. So, okay, so Smooth McGroove. Smooth McGroove. So. Acapella. Acapella. This was probably like, man, I don't remember. I think like five years ago, my buddy, like one of my best friends from high school, sent me a video of Smooth McGroove doing the Guile theme. Okay. And I, I watched that and I was like, like, I'd never seen anybody do something like that before. I was like, oh my God, it's he's got like the drums, like the melody, the the voices in the middle, the bass, it's all represented. And that's what I thought was so cool about it was it was like the exact composition, but this dude did all the all the parts identically yeah. with his voice. Yeah. So that like blew my mind. Guili's theme. Guili. Guili. That's a that's a great track, man. Yeah, that I don't is think I'd ever touch it though. I think Sam just does it too good. I don't even want to. I want to talk to you about that. I don't even want to go there. Okay, well, so, speaking of that. Well, okay, finish your Smooth McGroove story. <laughs> so so then later, I don't know why, but I started recently, like right before I started my channel, like six months before I started my channel, I started for some reason getting on YouTube more and stumbling on more Smooth McGroove stuff. And I would literally like, I got into woodworking too, just because like, again, I just get obsessed with things. So I'm like woodworking and I'm just like, instead of listening to Spotify or podcasts, I'm just listening to like smooth McGroove playlists on YouTube. So not other guitarists, you're listening to smooth, smooth McGroove. McGroove. That's interesting. And just video game music. Like I just got really into it. Like I just, I don't know what, it's something happens to my brain when I listen to it. It's like, it's, I don't know if it's like the style of music. It's very like cinematic. I don't know what, or if it's nostalgia, I really don't know what it is, but like VGM in general? Yeah, v VGM okay. specifically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just really into it. Then I found the Super Guitar Bros uh, Ocarina of Time medley. That's a long one, about an hour or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's so that's, that's a Then I was listening to that on like repeat. Like uh -huh. I'd be like driving listening to that medley. And I was like, this is so awesome. So then I started listening to Super Guitar Bros. So much like Super Guitar Bros and Smooth McGroove. Then I found Sam's solo channel. So I was like, dude, this is awesome too. So I was just listening to that pretty much exclusively, like that stuff. Um, and then I was uh, I was at my parents here like two years ago for Christmas before I started my channel, which was in January. And for some reason, we, we all had the DuckTales theme stuck in our head, like the entire time I was here. And we're like singing it like the, the whole week. You and your here. parents. And my, my sister and my brothers. I was gonna ask how that came to be your first video, because yep. that was that was a sick. That was it. Cover. And so, like leading into that, I was like so obsessed with all this VGM stuff, and specifically like Sam and Super Guitar Bros. Yeah, and I was like, I really want to do that. So that's 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 pretty much it. That was um, not uh, just under two years ago, right? Yeah, that's like when you January like a year and a half. of twenty twenty one. No, twenty twenty two, because we're in twenty twenty three. Yeah, January last year. So, so yeah, I mean, I can totally relate to to that. So uh, we're guitarists, right? We both are gamers, right? We both love video game music, right? Yeah. But for some reason, like in the same way that you were listening to acapella, and it never even occurred to you, right, to like, oh, let's check out a guitarist playing video game music. Right. I, I don't know why it never clicked with me all these years. And then I stumbled on uh, Beyond the Guitar, oh, Sam God. Griffin. And that's when I was like, this light bulb went off. I was yeah. like, oh my God, this is this is the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. You know? And to your point about what makes VGM so special, I was thinking about 
this on the way here? Like what makes it different than somebody just covering top 40 or somebody covering a song that, yeah. you know, you recognize. I think it, I think it pulls at those, those nostalgic heartstrings yeah. that, that, that only can resound with you to your childhood or something. It's, it's something like it reminds you of a simpler time. Yeah. Reminds you of when, you know, you were ever, you were safe and, you your parents were still there taking care of you i don't know there's something very warm and fuzzy about it but 100 percent, i feel you on that like and it's also like it's not even just that but for me it's like the time when i was a kid i spent playing video games was just like some of the my best memories exactly like it's just, it was it was so like magic and yeah. fun like being yeah. a kid which today it's like i don't even know what how kids perceive like media today because know. you know you've got like Xbox is like just insane. Like the graphics are ridiculous. Everything uh -huh. is like hyper produced and looks incredible. Um, whereas like we came up with like our my first system was a Nintendo Same. NES. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, it's Super Nintendo for me. Super. Yeah, dude. I like, hear you though. And, and also like, on top of that, is like there's so much content out there. Yeah, and they got screens in their face. Everything crazy. is just high. Like, do they feel that same sense of? You have like magic and awe and wonder. Mm -hmm. I think it's all relative maybe at the end of the day like what's nostalgic to us i think that's true they'll they, find they just the, different things mm -hmm. there's some things i want to unpack though in what you were saying so you said that you wouldn't want to attempt Gwili's theme oh, Gwili. because sam already knocked it out of the park now yeah. i've struggled with this same sentiment for years now where it's like oh this has already been done yeah 100 times over this guy already killed it what, what am I going to bring to the table, right? So you had to have thought that about Gerudo Valley. I mean, that song is 30 um, years old. It's been done a million times. I'll tell you why. You still did it. <laughs> so, so the thing that excites me the most, like, again, like, I also said this before we started rolling, but I'm not doing this, like, to make money or anything. Like, in order, like, I have a full-time job, which you do too, right? Yeah. Like, so it's yeah. like, in order to not work my full-time job, I just don't think that's in the cards like yeah. to make enough money doing content creation. It's like, I just want to do stuff I'm passionate about. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, like I said, when I saw that smooth McGroove video doing Guile's theme and every single voice was, was, was in there, mm -hmm. but he's, there's like nine of them. Yeah. He overdubbed the, every track. The thing that just gives me so much enjoyment is like, how much of the actual composition can I get onto a solo guitar at the same time? So, that's why like with Gerudo Valley, I've seen tons of like, like two guitars and stuff like that yeah. or simplified guitar versions. Yep. But I was like, I wonder if I could like play the whole melody and do everything at the same time. Yeah. So I mean that, so I feel like I really like to do stuff that I haven't seen done. Um, totally. Cause I'll, you know, to my own detriment, like, like I was talking to you earlier about like you know, my tendons and stuff are like very angry at me these days. Cause I'm just like, cause you're playing more than you ever have before. Yeah. Cause I'm playing so much and I'm, and I'm not, I'm trying not to compromise on like also probably maybe to the detriment of the music, like something that I really like about Sam and you and beyond the guitar is that like, they're really good arrangements for the guitar and like, they sound great. Like it's something that sounds natural on the guitar and it's kind of meant for the guitar, whereas I'm literally just trying to play like the exact notes. But you and get I, so close. I know, it's, but it's like, I always struggle with it because- You don't like to compromise. I don't, I, <laughs> I'm not doing it. And maybe this is not like, if, if I was trying to make 
music for people to listen to or music for other guitarists to play, I would approach it differently. I think a lot of the time I'm just trying to be like, can I play all the notes from the original NES composition? That's interesting. And that okay. is what really excites me. So you're not making it for necessarily anybody but yourself. Yeah. And and there's a lot of times like, so the um, a good example is the horse riding theme from Breath of the Wild. I was going to ask you about that. So that is is underrated. It's a departure. Like it's it's the main melody bits are there. Yeah. But like I added a lot of stuff and I just kind of got creative with it. Dude, we so I do stuff like that too. Listening to it last night. Oh really? We 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 went through a little catalog, little Adam Adam (laughs) Monica, just to you know listen to your entire and yeah that that one. (laughs) I I love how that one turned out. Yeah, but we were watching it. My wife, she she was like, she was like, get the fuck. How did he do that? How did like. (laughs) I was like, alternate tuning. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, I, I told her, I think he did an alternate, but it still doesn't take away from just, it was a yeah, thanks, man. crazy, dude. You have a lot of tunes like that that I I didn't think were possible. Um, One of them, in fact, uh, so the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles thing. Oh, yeah. Okay, like, I was such a big fan of the movies, dude, and the shows, the action figures. That like, was like such a big part of my childhood. Same. So, and I think that's actually when you made it onto my radar. When like I started I remember watching, you commented everything. on my, yeah. my TikTok video. I don't think I had really seen anything you did before that. It showed up on my feed, and I was like, "Who is this guy?" Really? That was the fr- that was the first. I thing. think it was because after after that, I mean, I started watching everything that you did. I started to really start to pay attention to you after that, and uh, I remember watching it. And there's this part. Speaking of you not liking to compromise, where I think I saw you, <laughs> you with your you left say, hand yeah. thumb. You reach under the fretboard to yeah. hit a note, not over like like old yeah, twelve bar blues guy did. Like this, you went like yeah. that. And I'm like rolled. playing it like I used to play double bass in high school, and you do that all the time. You'd use your thumb up up high on the fretboard when you didn't have enough fingers. Was that really necessary? Bro? Um, it to- was. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this like one note that I couldn't get. That was just impossible to get, and I don't know. I don't know what made me think to do that. I was like. Maybe I could hit it with my thumb. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dun, dun, dun. it's a bass note. It's just real quick. Uh, yeah, your bass lines yeah. are sick in all of your covers because you don't leave anything out. I mean, <laughs> so that note, I just remember rolling it back like five, ten times. I was like, am I really seeing him do that? Is that really, is that really what's happening right now? That was... And that's when I was like, okay, I need to start paying attention to this guy because he's got something. I remember everybody talks about trophies. I remember... I I already knew about you at this point, and you oh, come yeah. in. I was like, "Oh, shit, Josh, really? yeah, yeah, for real." I was oh, like, "That's man. awesome." My I Josh trophy that. was my first Josh trophy. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't even know you knew who I was, honestly, at that point. I think I was already subscribed to you. Really? I'm actually certain I was. But yeah, I remember. So I I went through your whole catalog. Um, I want to make sure we talk about. Grudo Valley, though. Um, oh yeah, I got to tell you the story. Though. Yeah, because I, I so I, I know it's been done a million times before. Like the Gitano guitar family, he had a good. Oh yeah, that version. one's that one's two guitars. I mean, plenty of people in the comments have let me know that that one's better. So yeah, and they're wrong. Uh, no, no, I mean, no, that dude, that dude, talk about flamenco and like just playing in like that kind of Spanish style. Like I can't touch that. Like that dude's just too too natural like i don't know i, I don't know if i agree with that bro. Uh, we'll see I, but I anyway it's, it's, it's you really did something good. that nobody has done before and that's fit everything on one guitar 
Did you have any idea that it would blow up the way it did? Because it's got over three million views on TikTok, over uh, over a million views on YouTube are approaching. Yeah, it's getting there. Hundred thousand shares. Did you have any idea? No man? idea. So that was one of those things where I was like, "Is this even good? This sucks." Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I see stuff and I, I just, I, I, I go too deep. I overanalyze. Uh-huh. I'm a certainly a perfectionist. Okay. Um. But yeah, I had no idea. That one took me a really long time to work up too. Like, talk about like I was getting to the point where like there's a lot of bar chords in that track. Yeah. And I I, I had to I had to like strengthen my technique <laughs> and actually gain endurance in my forearm muscles okay. just to be able to play it start to finish. I was gonna ask you about that. Like how long did it take Dude, you to that arrange took, and took practice? Me like two to three months. Okay. Of okay. like the way I do it is like I'll usually have one song in my head. And I'll get it to where I have it memorized just to be able to like get myself away from the computer or the sheet music so that just when I'm playing, I can just play it and practice it. Totally. Because I don't, I hate practicing while reading music because you start to become dependent upon reading the sheet music. That's so so true. That was one where I was just like, that's all I practiced for like three months. Two to three months. I'm glad you decided just so you 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 got it to a point where you could play it. You did a little. You did about I would say like half of the song. Threw it up on TikTok, and you just you had no idea. No, that was the whole song. That was I was that was last year. Yeah, my YouTube short is is only sixty seconds because they limit you to sixty. But the the first one that has three million views is that first TikTok one, right? That was the very first. The very first one. That was the whole song. I thought that was was, the whole. That was uh, the whole song. Yeah. Okay. It was uh, that was last year. Uh I was at my parents' house for Christmas. Um, they've actually since moved. They're in a new house now, but yeah. So that my my recording spot's gone, which I'm upset about. Uh, up in the mountains, right? Yeah, it's the Santa Clarita Mountains. Yep. So they have the um the Angeles National Forest like backed up to their house. Uh-huh. It was really sick, man. I loved loved that scenery, but um, it, yeah, that looks great. Yeah, dude. I, and I was like, that would be. It's kind of like valleys. It's kind of because they live in the canyons, you know, up there. Yeah. And, so and I then just, you did the YouTube version, the studio version, just in your home studio. Yeah, that was, that one also, again, because I'm a perfectionist, took me forever just to like, because I kept doing it over and over and over and I just wasn't happy with it. So yeah. I would just be like, scrap it and do it again. <laughs> the, the audio or the video? Uh, the audio. Mm, yeah. Okay. No, once I got the audio, I was like, cool. So this is interesting. Um, I went through our Discord chat history. Oh, oh, like, like DM history? No, no, not oh, the okay. DM. It was uh, you were just sharing this with the group. Oh, oh I want to yeah. get into the YouTube side of this as a little stu- bit. As, as stuff was. Uh... It was like right before. So the beginning of March of this year, you shared with us that your channel only had around 600 watch hours. Okay. This was oh, before yeah. Grudo yeah, Valley. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you were like, I'm never going to hit. I'm so far away. Yeah, literally. It never was. So it never was going to. Um, Three days later. <laughs> On March 5th, you released Grudel Valley, okay? And exactly 24 days uh, oh, yeah. after that, <laughs> you had already surpassed the 4,000 watch hour mark. Oh, dude, yeah. It, that that video alone, like, floats my channel. Like, without that one video, like, I'd be down here. And just that one video accounts for, like, all of my views. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, that's very interesting, right? Because for listeners out there who aren't content creators, let's put that into perspective a little bit. 4,000 watch hours in a rolling 365 day period. It's the first major milestone for any yep. creator looking to it's make it exciting. on YouTube. It allows you to join the YouTube partner yep. program. And among other things, it allows you to start earning ad revenue from your videos. So for many small creators, 
especially those in like the guitar cover niche, our niche, it can seem almost impossible to hit that mark yeah. and usually take years. Especially doing like minute and a half videos. Exactly, because the content uh, format's so small. Yeah. But you did it in essentially, you did it in about a month because you, you already had a little bank, but I mean, that was, you were going to hit it in a month no matter what. Yeah, even without that. Like even that one zero, video. Yeah. Would have taken it over. So what advice would you give to other small guitar YouTube channels out there looking to grow their audience and get monetized today? Oh man. I think for me, um, it, it really just all comes back to like, uh, just doing what you're passionate about. I really don't think there's any way around it because I could be do I, I could do like, there's some dudes that get a lot of views doing like top 40 stuff or yeah. classic rock or like if I wanted to like do an Aerosmith cover, I don't know. That would probably get way more views. Yeah. Like Ken I, Nishimura. It's just not, not passionate about that, man. Like I could be calculated. I'm sure I could get way more views, but it's like, then what? And like, what am I doing? Like <laughs> if, if I had no money and no, like I forgot everything I knew about like the work I do and I couldn't do anything. And I was working at like a coffee shop or something, Yeah, um, which I did do for a long time. Sure, maybe maybe I would try that if if I was just trying to make money. Okay, but I feel like when you're passionate about something, it's going to make it that much more emotionally impactful, and people are going to watch it. Um, totally, you can tell as the viewer when somebody loves what they do. Yeah. I mean, that's it's just creating good art, like stuff that people want to listen to that resonates, that has an emotional effect. Because that's what happened to me. Like I would listen to, I don't know what it was, like these these guys like Smooth McGroove and Super Guitar Bros. And it wasn't like, oh, this is like, I feel like there's two types of music you could listen to. Oh, this is cool. This is a good jam. I like that guitar tone, cool drums and bass. Or there's like something you listen to and it just like emotionally, like, you know, captivates you and you yeah. just have to listen to it. Um, I feel like that's the, the, the latter is what, how I felt listening to that kind of stuff. Like I couldn't help it, but I don't know if that's great advice for people trying to, <laughs> to increase their watch hours. I feel like that's a whole, you could spin out into a million things. Like I don't talk during my videos. I should probably, if I talked during my videos, I'd probably get more, you know, more retention and which would probably lead to more views, maybe more people like coming back because they're like seeing personality or something. Right that's now you're, you're people are coming back because they're seeing something from you that they probably have not seen before though. That, and that's why yeah, you're playing maybe. is your playing speaks for itself. Maybe I, I do think I do try to do stuff like that's what like excites me. It's like, if I haven't seen anybody play like yeah. all three of the voices and like, like I did like Sonic Green Hill Zone, I did. I love that early cover. on. And there's, there's uh there's always two voices. There's always a melody and there's an accompanying yeah. some voice in the middle that's yeah. doing something the whole time. No, no, there's more than that. There's another voice in the middle. So uh, okay. there's, there's bass, that. there's a middle voice, and there's a melody, and then there's another voice above that, but that's just impossible. So I kind of intermix uh, those. But, but, you, but you get it all though. But I was like, I'm doing I, I couldn't find any but I couldn't find anything that had all of it. I was like, I wonder if that's possible. <laughs> Did you see Sam's cover of Green Hill Zone yes, last week? That's that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. His was awesome. And I thought it sounded better for the guitar. His is better. Yeah, I 
I hear what you're saying. I his saying. like I I want to kick back and listen to his. His is awesome. Yeah, his his is it's just so soft and pleasing yeah. to listen to. So it's like you know it's just it's a give and take. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's but <laughs> you're you're also really hard on yourself, and I can honestly say everything that I've covered that he's covered or vice versa. I always like his better. I mean his, yeah his his stuff is his cover of Hyrule Castle versus was, mine. I want to throw mine in the garbage his his was pretty awesome yours was really good too though i mean it was good until his came out no it's still good <laughs> no, i don't know man his, no, his, his, his stuff, stuff does just his sound is yeah. the one thing that um he's got it dialed in there's some, yeah. something he yeah, does he with really his recording is. i don't know what he does i, I want to talk to him about i it. realized at one point he's got a little mic in the ramirez that he uses he's got like a little mic in there He's got to Does be, he really? He's got to be mixing that in. We could probably just ask him. <laughs> well, it's funny well, you, you should, should say that. Him. Yeah, I've actually got uh, an interview lined up with him on October 7th. Awesome. So I'm going to ask That's him. Gonna I'm going to say, Adam and I were talking and we think you should spill, spill the goods. Give it the goods. Like what makes your shit sound so good, Sam? I did one, watch one video where he broke down how he does mid-side. I've been only doing mid-side. Okay. So tell me a little bit about mid-side. So- I don't know a lot about the acoustics. Like I've actually been doing like audio engineering since I was in my early twenties in bands. Okay. So like I know a lot about like gear and microphones and yeah. recording and stuff. But midside has always kind of eluded me. A lot of the physical acoustical stuff has always kind of eluded me. I know a lot more about like the in the box and the gear. Yeah. But um so basically you have one mic that's like a cardioid or hypercardioid which basically means it's just capturing stuff mostly in front of it. Anything off axis is going to not sound as direct, right? It's mm. going to sound more ambient. Yeah. So you have that pointed directly at the guitar. Yeah. Then you have another mic that's in a figure eight pattern. So it's basically like two cardioid mics pointing opposite directions. So you're picking up stuff just along one axis, but rejecting everything on this axis, right? And where are they both pointing specifically? So the cardioid mics pointed at like at the 12th fret. Okay. And then you've got the figure eight capsule as close to the other one as possible and it's picking up um the perpendicular bridge. right to where the top one's pointed so you're picking up directly the sound coming from the guitar uh -huh. and then the other one's picking up only the ambience so it's rejecting the guitar and it's just picking up the ambience so it could be pointed kind of at the floor almost uh, past the guitar that's it's kind of like along the guitar so the pickup pattern if it's a straight line uh -huh. it's going to be along the guitar like along how the fretboard is traveling okay that's interesting. So basically, it's picking up like this. Dude, I take uh, two SE7 mics and I just point one at the 12th fret and one at the bridge. I mean, yeah. And, you know, I, but that's as, that's as advanced as I have gotten with it. I mean, your so, stuff always sounds good. I, I think there's I, like a million ways to skin a cat. Like, yeah. But isn't it always interesting as guitarists, we are always chasing tone and we're always like, that guy's tone. I want right. I want that tone. And it's like, you don't even know what you're talking about at a certain point, you know, but you know what I you know. were looking well, for. You right? know, what's funny about tone and it happens also in like, you know, like rock band stuff, like, you know, recording bands and stuff. Yeah. It's just what they happen to have lying around at the time when they hit record. Right. It's like, I think like the Strokes, uh, what, what was their first album? Anyways, the Strokes, like, a lot of that album was recorded, like he's like, Julian Casablancas is like singing through like a little PV guitar amp and they just like mic the guitar amp. Oh, uh, it works like, though, they sound good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like Nirvana. Nirvana's gear, was Nirvana's gear, like were they playing like $2,000 guitars? Like uh, it doesn't matter at all. That's what I've, that's what I think these days. Like it does not matter. The Gerudo Valley video, I have like a $5,000 Hill Masters series guitar 
that I've had since 2002. And then I've got like a $700 uh, Cordoba C7. And that's the one I filmed filmed most of my stuff on actually. Just I was going to ask that you lugged that, that $4,000 guitar up the, hell up the hill. No, no, no. You just took a C7. I bought that C7 for that trip actually. Cause oh, okay. I was, um, I love my C7. Dude. It was the first time I usually come to California for the holidays. Okay. So it was the first time I had come to California for the holidays since I started my channel and got like obsessed with playing guitar again. So I was like, I can't go and not have a guitar with me. Yeah. So I went to Maple Street guitars oh, Okay. and I bought that C7 just to have like a beater. Even, I mean, it's, 700 bucks but yeah it's a beater compared to my compared you know, to your other guy. compared to my other one yeah but that's like, on maple street guitars that was the one in atlanta you were telling yep, me about maple street guitars yeah shout out to maple street guitars. yeah maple street guitars is awesome sponsor this channel <laughs> <laughs> but like it doesn't matter man and like especially when you start getting we could start getting into like the differences on different platforms youtube versus tiktok short form versus long form i wanted to ask you about that actually um because Following the success of Grudel Valley, you released what I would say are equally uh, nostalgic and recognizable and iconic songs like the athletic theme from Super the Mario World, theme. which was insane, by the way. I, I, I don't that even one, know. I know. I don't think anybody has covered that. I, I don't think I know that the guitar bros do it. They uh, do it in two guitars. You know why I did that one? Same. CR guitar. Oh, because he, he covered did. it with yeah, he, 17 I saw guitars. His, I saw his version. I was like, this is awesome. So yeah, I did it. Like, this is awesome. Let's yeah. just take what he did with 17 guitars <laughs> and let's put it down to one. <laughs> well, I'm not getting everything in there, but I actually, I'm really happy with how that arrangement turned out. It actually works really well on the guitar. The problem with that one, the right hand is like, you ever, do you ever play something where like your brain just like doesn't want to give in and like, you just can't you can't seem to get the muscle memory. Like oh, you keep constantly. doing, hitting the wrong string or something. Constantly. So like I had to like, I had to work really hard on my right hand uh, muscle memory to get, cause the right hand is so hard on that one. I mean, it's, it's clean. It is clean. I mean, I'm not even, I'm not blowing smoke, dude. That's a, appreciate it. But then for, after that you released the Wind Waker Dragon, Dragon Roost Island. I did which that is one. Heavy flamenco status too. So that one's funny because um, if you listen to that track, it's a bunch of strummy guitars. Yep. It's like meant for guitar. It's meant for that. Yeah. Except the lead is like what, like a flute for like a Probably. recorder or something. Yeah. But your and you, but your version gets the flamenco elements, the strumming elements. You got the melody, you got the percussion in there. You got a lot going on. Yeah. There's a lot of slapping. My I definitely abused the slap. <laughs> that's, that's cool though. I remember you saying too, you're like, I got to work on the slap. And I was like, I'm pretty sure you got the slap down. <laughs> when did I say that? It was like, uh, it was, I think it was right before Gerudo and you were uh, well, probably cause I was working on the slap and it was hard, which I find interesting. Cause like you're doing things that are way harder than the slap. Well, the slap is the slap. You know what I've been trying to do recently uh, is a uh, bass drum, like kick drum. Okay. So slap is easy. It sounds like a snare. Hit and the you're strings. you with your palm or are you just trying to? Bass, if you hit the body of the guitar with your palm, yeah. it's like a nice bass sound. And you're kind of like doing an upstroke. Yeah. And so you can go, you can hit the strings yeah. and and get the bass at the it's, same time. That's tough to do. That's really hard. So I've been working on that. And it also hurts. I don't want to get like, I was also watching that Marcin interview. Yeah. And he's like, he has, he's like, I got a ganglion cyst right here from all the slapping. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, I mean- so I don't know. I'm I'm debating if I want to go go that path because I don't want to hurt my body anymore. <laughs> well, so got the, too many injuries, man. The question I have about those two is like, uh, 
they're just as recognizable, right? And you released them in the last uh, couple months. Now, neither one has had close to the same success on YouTube. On TikTok, they're doing great. They're but, still not close to the same, right? But does that you know, as, does that frustrate you as a creator like when you see something like that blow up on TikTok, but kind of um, not get as much traction? Or do you just kind of take I'd it in be, stride and you just? I'd be lying if I said the whole process is not a little bit frustrating at times. And it's like, I just can't help with my human emotions, not to be like disappointed if something doesn't do well. Uh-huh. And I know it's like, not even like who, who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, care. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I do care, but if I really try to take a step back and I try to like, look at my life, like, is this really the thing that should be mattering? Well, okay. I, I think you and I are in Views. similar fields fields in yeah. terms of I our so, career. Right? And I think we naturally are, we want to solve a problem. Or if there is a problem, we want to figure out the oh, why. Absolutely. We want to optimize. We want to like do it as well as, like if you're going to do something like, yeah. And so, why would you half-ass it? Exactly. And so over the years, I, I, I've started to, it's, it's become a nagging thing uh, in terms of like, well, I'll release um, Hateno Village, right? does great or great for my channel and then i'll in a you know, few weeks later release luralind village you know same thing same almost a similar almost the same exact title almost the same exact thumbnail and it just falls short and i'm like well that is frustrating what ha- did i like i, I want to figure out like what the what happened there and you know maybe there is no answer but the technical side of my brain is like what what can we do to fix that so you know? You have an idea. Like I'd, I'd also be lying if I didn't think that Gerudo Valley would do well or that athletic theme would do well. And that was partially uh, an impetus to do those songs. I was like, these would probably do really well. Uh-huh. Um, like, what what are we going to do? There's thousands and thousands of songs to choose from. Yeah. So it's like the cross-section of stuff that I like that I think would do well. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't I do those songs, right? But I mean, you know, so we, we know a little bit which songs are going to do well. But at, at the end of the day, like... You kind of don't. Like I worked so hard on my Megalovania cover on TikTok. Maybe I'm a little late for that meme. Like I got on the under Undertale train like pretty late. <laughs> Although Undertale. I was going to ask you about your Undertale cover. Could you do a lot of them? Dude, I the, thought you were like a huge fan of that game. Oh, no, I am. Okay. The music like changed my life. I mean, I'm oh. at, that's, that's being a little hyperbolic, but like love the music so much. My favorite video game music. I can tell you time. love it because you've OST. done a lot of Undertale. It's so good. Is your goal with that to eventually do an album, an Undertale album? I would, yeah, I would really like to. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Um, I love those tracks, but the Meg- Megalovania cover, man. I thought I thought that was going to do a lot better, and of course I'm not not complaining. Like it's gotten a ton of views. I start I start to overthink it in the Dude. same way, like the same people that watched your Gerudo Valley cover would love the Dragon Roost cover. They would love the athletic theme because they're from the same oh, era. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I did. I did Dragon Roost because I got so many people asking me to do it in the comments. Of the I Gerudo saw Valley. that. I was going to ask like, you about that. It's like, oh, well, I'm actually, sure. this is what they're asking for. And then YouTube, it just it just kind of lays there, you know, and it's like. Wow. So it didn't, it didn't go viral or anything. It yeah. didn't get picked up by the algorithm. It's not exponential, but it's linearly doing it's linear growth. And that one's actually doing really well. It's just like a straight, uh-huh. you know, 45 degree angle line in the analytics. So th- I'm actually- And it's still early too. Yeah. You know, the, the Gerudo Valley video took about tw- 25 days 
before it went like this. That's interesting. It went, it did, it performed really well, but then it kind of plateaued and then it just went. Whoosh. Uh-huh. And so we're still in that window for those other tunes. Yeah. They actually have a respectable amount of views. Really, the the, the question was just, I, it's not even a question at that point. It's like, if I were you, I'm mad for you. I'm mad for oh, you I mean, because I'm like, dude, this guy knocked this well, song out of the park. What what else do you want, algorithm? Yeah, I, I thought, I was like, oh, Dragon Rose Island, like, yeah. will do really well. I mean, it did do really well. I'm super happy with, yeah. with how well it's done. But the, sick cover. the funny thing is I do, I do a 10 second loop from Super Mario 3 and that, takes off i loved that <laughs> yeah when i when i heard that i was like oh my god i remember that and why didn't i think of that i think that's that's maybe you know you know what it is also with that one you don't make money on tiktok doing the creativity beta program unless your videos are a minute or more i think this is just a theory i don't really know but i think people swipe away in like three seconds oh, yeah. on TikTok videos. They yeah. just do. Even a Garuda Valley. It's still like the retention at like five seconds is like 40%. Why? On it's the TikTok crazy. version. crazy. Yeah. The, the retention is so hard. So my theory is that if you have a minute video and they swipe away after five seconds, mm. what's that, you know, five, five out of 60 retention percentage, yeah. right? Whereas yeah. if you have a 10 second loop and they swipe away after five seconds, that's 50% retention. And then if you have a 10 second loop and it starts over because they want to hear it again, that's over 100% retention. Yeah. So I think shorter videos that loop just, I think, perform better. So I'm playing around with it. Is there a lot of transparency with um, TikTok analytics? I mean, do they give you that much oh, yeah. inside yeah, like they YouTube give, does? They do? Okay. They give you all the analytics, yeah. I haven't actually looked. Right. It's not as real time as YouTube. Okay. I would really like to see as something, as I release something, like the first hour, see what it's doing. Uh-huh. But you have to wait a couple of days for okay. the retention data at least. But there is a reason to go back. There is a reason that Gerudo Valley performed better than other videos, I think. I don't think I told you the story. So basically I posted that video, you know, la whatever, last Christmas, just like, oh, I wonder if this will do well. Like, honestly, I didn't even think it was that great. I was like, oh, God, this is, I could have played this so much better, blah, 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 blah. The first one, the, the first, first one in the, the hills. The original one, yeah, on TikTok. Okay. So it actually picked up and started doing really well. It kind of got like a little viral bump just on its own, which was really cool. I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is crazy. Like, every time you open the TikTok app, it's like, you know, insane like everything comments, like comments likes it's must have been uh, hard to keep up mentions with. but it's like crazy and then you close the app you clear that all out you close it open it five seconds later and it's back to like in the 50s it's like whoa it's kind of cool did you try to respond to it no god no, I, can't do that. <laughs> I don't like to be disingenuous like i will respond if stuff is like really I don't like to respond just to respond. Okay. Um, maybe maybe in, in the beginning to like the first, like yeah, Sam yeah. does a, like Sam will respond to like the first couple of comments then he's like, I'm done. I don't know. I don't know if Sam knows how to respond. <laughs> <laughs> but so so that one, uh, I I left, I flew back to Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and then this random dude with, with one video on his channel, literally, you know how duets are a thing in TikTok. Yeah, you duet I love your somebody, duets. And then you you see the original person, it tags them, you can get to them, and it shows the original music in the right-hand corner. You can click on it yeah. and see where the music of the video came from. Yeah. This dude downloaded my video, and then he downloaded the, du the duet video. It was Herman Lee. It was, a you know, the Illusi on TikTok? He's like a chill hop, like uh, lo-fi no. hip hop dude. He no. plays like a lot of like Super Mario stuff on like like, like Nord piano kind of sounding. So. 
So this dude, um, he did this like duet where he goes calling all musicians and artists duetless and let's jam. And then he just does this and doesn't play. And he stares at the camera, slowly zooming in for like 60 seconds. That's all he does. So he 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 released that. And then, you know, the the like automaton or what's that? Yeah, instrument? yeah. The little, little happy face yes, thing. That so thing sounds funny. There's a dude, I don't remember his name on TikTok that does like those kind of automaton yeah, stuff. And so it. there's a duet of him and of him and Herman Lee doing the duet this and let's jam. And they go... And they stop and it zooms in on them. So they both do it. So it's the it's all three of them. Herman Lee, this dude, the Automaton dude, and the Illusion. And these are big TikTokers. Yeah. And so that's a separate video. Dude downloads both videos outside of the app and he uses like CapCut or something and he puts them together. And he does it too. Yeah. Duet this and let's jam. And then they stop and I start playing. And it's the whole time, the whole it's the whole song, and they're just doing this. But it's not real. They didn't do that to me. People thought that they did that to me, I think. So then he posted on his channel and that went at like that went viral and people started doing that duet. So now people are coming out of the woodwork and like do, getting their like instrument, like their ocarina duet this and let's jam. And they go <laughs> for 60 seconds. And that like trend went crazy. When you say he didn't do it to you, what, what do you mean? Like, cause I know so, I'm not familiar with exactly how TikTok works on the duet. So Herman, Herman, if, if I want to duet you, I go to your video and mm. I hit duet right? and then it plays back. Right. And I play along to it and then I post it to my channel. Okay. So it's now your video and my video stitched together, but people see I duetted, you know, Josh Garofalo yeah, yeah, yeah. and they could click on your link. And also if I duetted your video in the lower right-hand corner, there's like a little record spinning. Yeah. If you click on that, it's your sound. So this was his sound and he didn't at me or anything. So all the comments were like, how do I find the original video? Wow. So people, I got so many, God, I keep hitting this microphone. That's I got funny. so many people who are like, be like, oh, I finally found, I had to go through like 13 levels of duets to find this video. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> Cause I reached out to the guy and I was like, hey man, could you just like shoot me like an ad or something? Like, could you just give me like, a, so people can find my video since this is like doing really well. But the so, other cats, the automaton cat and the- No, uh, they had no idea. They, they didn't do it. Uh, it. This random dude downloaded their video, uh, which you're not, I think technically supposed to repost stuff in that way. But, yeah, everybody does that. But right? I mean, it was- great for me like, yeah i'm not complaining at all that's interesting but man. i hit the dude up i was like hey throw me an ad so he added me so a bunch of people found me and i think people looked for the original video so there's like two there's i think at least two thousand of these duets okay and they go deep and there were a lot of like really big tiktokers that jumped on the bandwagon and they just either and they just stare the whole time which was bizarre you started a movement, man. I mean, I didn't start it. This other random dude did. I just posted my video. But you inspired it though. Uh, I guess so. I mean, that's, it, that's it was, huge. When I first saw it, it came up in my feed and I was like, and it made me like laugh out loud, like the timing of it. Yeah. It was funny. Like it was. That's interesting. I did not know. You never, you never shared that story in our discord. Um, no, I don't think I did. No. But that probably played into its popularity. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, because it went 3x uh, YouTube, oh, dude. but it was, I just remember, I remember looking at it, I probably checked in on it every few days and it was, uh, yeah, it was like growing, growing. And then I was like, oh, it hit the 1 million mark and yeah. oh, it hit the 2 million mark and oh, it just kept going. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. But that, that trend was like, I had, I had like friends and family like texting me like, hey, I saw, I saw you in this like 
weird video. What like, do your friends and family doing? say when they see you on TikTok or, or when they see you? They're just like, oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool, man. I also have a lot of colleagues that'll be like, so you on TikTok. Oh, <laughs> so you, you, do you tell them about your shit? Yeah. They just, okay. So I've that's this, interesting. I've got this one dude I work with that I guess gets on TikTok a lot. He's like, and I'm like all up in his feed. I think because iOS contacts. I think it knows oh, to recommend. Oh yeah, him. it does do that. It does oh do God. that. You said that's funny. I I don't tell. I mean, I keep this whole side of oh, my yeah. life secret. Yeah, it's like from everybody. Yeah. I mean, my friends know about it. None of my coworkers yeah. or anything on the professional I side. I don't. I don't. I don't tell people. They have to find it. Uh, yeah. No. I, I don't go. By the way, check out my channel. <laughs> no, I, I I don't want them to know I because know. I'm afraid they're gonna be like, "What is this guy doing with his free time? What is he working here for?" My, my boss does. Uh, she goes like, "Can't you like play some like." Something else other than like video games? Can you play some Jefferson Starship or something? I probably should. Again, back to that part of the conversation. Like, I don't know. I just enjoy the video game music so much. I thought that. I just love it so much. That duet you did of uh, making my dreams come true. Oh, yeah. That that was was cool. So that was awesome. I love that. And I love like hauling oats. Like. That was like. Yeah. So creative. I was like, wow, this guy just found this. What was it? A guy hammering? Yeah. Yeah. It is, it, it is just the beat. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. That was fun. Yeah. I actually learned that for that duet. I was like, what does that sound like to me? I was like, oh, hollow notes. So I, I listened to the song and I came up with that arrangement just to make that one video. Your, your arrangement, fun. when you arrange something. So do you do, you do everything by ear? Um, so no, mostly I do not do it by ear. So okay. a couple things. I did um, Gerudo Valley, Megalovania, Dragon Roost Island. I did by ear, no pen and paper, as it were, or like computer. Usually I'm using a computer to put the notes in. No, that was just straight up listening to it, figuring it out, listening to it, figuring it out. And then tabbing them out after the fact, which is really annoying. (laughs) Because I'm like, what did I do here? And I have to like watch the video. Uh That's interesting. But you have a good ear. Most of the time, I literally get Logic Pro up and I use the piano roll and I download the track from youtube like the the original composition i throw it in and i use like flex time to set the project tempo to the region tempo Mm -hmm. so that it's all lined up and then i use a software instrument track and i use the piano roll and i literally listen to it because the cool thing about that is you can change the tempo and the track will actually stretch Mm -hmm. i think you can do the same thing in guitar pro i think Mm -hmm. that's what sam does Uh, with the newer version yeah yeah you can actually slow it down so Literally, I will just listen to it and I will literally get every single voice exactly as it is on the original track. That's the starting point, which you can't play on guitar. And then I will look at it in a treble staff and be like, can I play this? And most of the time it's no. So I might, I might, uh, I might transpose it yeah. up or down like to get to, you know, to be able to a- access some open bass notes yeah, for sure. or some open strings. Oh, and then yeah. I'll kind of assess if I need an alternate tuning. And then I'll start removing notes where it's just physically impossible to play. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it's not like I'm, I'm not doing arranging. I'm literally, I mean, I have to arrange it so it's possible to play on the guitar. And sometimes I'll make con- some concessions or change some stuff because it sounds better on the guitar. But for the most part, I'm just trying to capture whatever the exact notes are and try to play it on the guitar. Uh, I feel like you're being a little modest there. There's a lot of arranging well, to, to you make have, it work. You have to, yeah. Like you can't, most of most of the stuff, and I don't know if it's like the chips that they used in these systems, like Nintendo and Super Nintendo and Genesis, where yeah. they had limitations yeah. or something, but it's all very similar. The the Like the space between instruments and the type of stuff that they did, I yeah. just keep running into the same things over and over. 
most of it's impossible <laughs> to play the guitar. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, and you still manage to do it. So you, you have to switch it around. I'm like. a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a slave to sheet music because oh, really? I just, I'm, I'm so afraid to rely on my ear. So, um, a big barrier for me most of the time is if there's, I just need some piano sheet music, and then oh, I can, so, okay, and I can just, I, I just, I basically read it, and I'll, I'll, I'll start playing it, and I'll start making it work for a guitar. Yeah. And and that's that's it really for me. Um, very few of my tunes are I mean, from ear. You know, honestly, I don't know why I don't do that. <laughs> like it seems like a your way major, seems more efficient though. Major time saving. Oh uh, no, I mean, well the the cool thing about doing it the way that I do it that I actually really like is you know how like content creation is like an assembly line where where I mean that sounds bad, but that's not what I mean. It's like there's different stages. You have to like f figure the thing out. Then, then you move into the stage where you practice it and perfect it. Then you move into the stage where you record the audio. Then you go to the stage where you record the video. Then you go to the stage where you edit it together and release it and worry about the analytics and, and like your keywords, blah, 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 thumbnail. So like it's a bunch of different stages that you're doing. The thing I like about the way I do it is I can be like on a plane or like I can be like chilling in my living room with my laptop and I could be tabbing out a song without my guitar in my hands. Yeah. Because that's part of the process. And I could just do that whenever. And it feels kind of nice to not be like tied to my guitar while that, I do that. That's actually interesting. You can tab without the guitar in your hand. So literally, like I said, I'm just getting the exact notes onto the staff that are in the composition. Oh, okay. So you'll tab stuff that's not playable. Yes, I oh. tab stuff that's not playable. Oh, okay. And I mean, I know, like I can look at sheet, I read sheet music. I can look at the notation and be like, I can't play that. Like if I've got stuff that's above the 12th fret, but then I'm also having to play a G on the bass, on the E string, like I know I can't play that. So I can do actually some of it without the guitar in my hands. So even though your, your, your method probably takes longer in the beginning, once you do it, you're done. Whereas I still have more stuff I have to do. But your method doesn't require sheet music necessarily because you're making your own sheet music essentially when you're yeah, loading yeah. it. I, I just do it all. I, I literally listen oh, okay. and I put the notes in what, to what I, what I hear. That's I cool. literally do everything. So you can do it on the road. Just from scratch. Oh, like, that's cool. Yeah. So kind of going back to your channel, where do you see yourself, your channel, your brand in the next five to 10 years? That's a great question, man. Um, I don't think there's going to be a lot of longevity in doing exactly what I'm doing right now. Okay. I just can't, I can't see myself just doing this forever. I, although I do love doing it, but I'd probably release a couple videos a year if I continued doing exactly what I was doing. And why is that? Because of how production intensive it is or? Well, know? that's part of it. It is like so much effort. Yeah. And, and again, like I do it because I've always done stuff like this in my life. Like I used to be in bands when I was in my twenties and I would just figure out how to do everything. It was so exciting. Like I did like the website and I would do our flyers and we'd record ourselves in the basement. And like, it was just so exciting creating something and putting it out there. Yeah. Like I love that. I, I, I always need some kind of project. And yeah. this is like kind of my longest standing project in my life. I usually drop them after like <laughs> six months. <laughs> so we're at the, we're near the end of this cycle. No, no, dude, okay. no, no, no end in sight. Well, what I want, what I want to start doing, I'll probably change my tune once I try to do it and realize it's really hard. Is I'd really like to talk about in videos the stuff that we're talking about because that's what I really am doing. Like I want to talk about the song, and I want to like I want I've I've had I've had these ideas of doing this for a while now. Like what if I had a video where I talk about the song, talk about my impressions of the song, talk about 
what I think is cool about it and like really interesting parts of the composition. Like listen how they do this here and then they, then they, 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 uh, you know, they modulate to a different key for some reason. And this note's in flat, this note's flatted, but it's, you know, it's not in the key. Why'd they do that? That stuff's really interesting to me. But then also talk about here's exactly what's recorded. Here's what's exactly recorded if it were played on guitar. Let's see how close we can get it and talk about the adjustments that I would make. And then at the end of the video, it's like a one take, no editing of, of just, just playing the track. Okay. Yeah. That, that would be cool. So, so like, you're telling a story. You're telling a story first and foremost. So you're getting in front of the camera. You're talking about it, again, which is tough. I'm talking own, a big right? game right now, but I'm just <laughs> trying to do it. And I swear to God, I'm going to look at the camera and be like, you know, it's, it's that's so say fun, like man. one word a million times and start over. I will say that is one of the toughest things. It seems so easy, but as soon <sighs> as you make a talking head video and all you're staring at is the camera. It's so hard. See, this it's is so awesome because like I'm talking to you. Like yeah. the cameras are just because yeah, when you were just explaining that right now, that's like, oh, I, I was thinking, wow, he'll have no problem with that. That sounds yeah, sound you th you think. <laughs> but then when you have to because then the perfectionist inside you is like, I don't the way I, I don't like the way I said yeah. the word for. I'm gonna say that again. And then you also can't you can't rehearse it. But then I've also got this thing where I start doing something and my my brain goes blank. Yeah. Like my fight or flight kicks in and then I forget everything. <laughs> like, like I'm not good at public speaking. Okay. It's interesting to hear you say that your current content format isn't necessarily long-term because I have been feeling the same way, which is why we're sitting here right now. Good. I mean, change is good, man. Like you want to try something new. Yeah. yeah. Because you're right. The whole music cover process is like so production intensive. And your end result being a two to three minute video. Oh my god! That Dude, you know, it's yours are two to three minute videos. Mine are like a minute fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's interesting. You say that. Um, we were watching your videos last night, and Jennifer was like, "He needs to loop his stuff. He needs to do play it one more time around." I yeah. And I, I was know. like, "Yeah, that's that, that's maybe true." Because yeah, yours is a one and done. And you're out. Yeah, I, I keep it. I keep it concise. Yeah. I also, if if I could say one one thing yeah. to that. Yeah, you yeah. know, to that effect, I feel like the way that I play guitar, like, okay, so the way that you, like the way that your arrangements come out and like Sam, I feel like there's like a lot of maturity where like you guys like can take things slow and like, it's very deliberate. And I feel like it, there's like a lot of wisdom there. I don't know if that comes across. Whereas the stuff that I do, I always feel like I'm always like inside my brain, like frenetic and I play everything way too fast. And like, I feel like it's hard for me to like kick back and like, I don't know. That's just how I feel. That's so interesting, man. I would have never. I mean, maybe that's just because that's what's going on inside my head all the time. I, I don't think anybody that watches your videos uh, thinks that at all. Like it's usually just, you're just blown away from, from right from the get go. And uh, I mean, that's like, you definitely don't get a frantic feel from your videos. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. My guitar teacher used to, did, was always, always telling me, chill out, like play a little slower. <laughs> so I would always just go like as fast as my fingers could go. Like I just never would like, it's still actually hard to this day. When I did my Super Mario 2 cover, um, I was going to record it at like 170 BPM. Okay. The original, the, the, the original music from the game is like 200, like uh -huh. 203. Uh -huh. And I ended up doing it one like 92 just cause it was easier. Cause it's easier for me to max out than it is for me to pull back a little bit. I gotcha. It was harder 
at 175. I love the way your Mario 2 cover came out, though, because, I mean, it was so true to the original. The original yeah, that's... tempo, the original feel, and it was as fast as Sam's. I remember I'm trying to play it faster. Somebody gave really you hard. crap for that. Was like, somebody did you just did copy oh, Sam? And I was like, wait, d didn't yours? Wait, what do you? It wasn't even the it, same. Mine's in a different key, and the notes are different. Yeah. So no, the people are such haters. No, dude. I mean, you know, I the guy was actually really nice when when I responded. So <laughs> I appreciate that. It's like you don't know. It's just like a voice on the internet. Like you don't know what the what the tone is or where they're coming from. That's true, but but it's never... really easy to say like it's a hater. Yeah. yeah. I did get an, another guy recently that let me know that Sam's Mario 2 was better <laughs> and in the original key, which I, I, I really wanted to respond to be like, dude, I honestly don't disagree with you, but I just didn't want to, I didn't want to. It's like, uh, thank you. You're, yes, thank yeah. you for that. Everybody's a critic, man. Yeah. I was going to ask you, do you follow any other guitarists on YouTube or TikTok and gain inspiration from what they do? Or are you mostly head down focusing on what you do most of the time? I mean, honestly, like, like my, if you look at my, my YouTube like feed, like we're logged in on our Apple TV under my account. Yeah, yeah. And, Same like, here. My girlfriend's like doing like Pilates, Pilates videos, <laughs> um, you know, using my account, which you'll get like, you know, like a Cassie Ho video there, like intermingled <laughs> between like just straight up nothing but guitar and video game covers. Um, I mean, I don't really watch a ton of YouTube, honestly. Okay. I watch more like there's a dude that does like Magic the Gathering content. <laughs> watch a lot of that <laughs> there's this there's this uh cat on tiktok that does magic the gathering really? content but it's just him and his buddies raging i, oh I cannot God. turn away really i love these guys they're so mean you, to each you other you gotta shoot me a link it's calzones and cardboard okay. I, i'll send it to you and it's just hate i mean they you can tell though and what i find so redeeming about it is they're just good friends at the end of the day, they're going to fling a lot of shit each other's way, but they're best friends at the end of the day. And that's what I like. They're actually it. raging. They're, they're getting in each other. Like I, 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 I couldn't hang out with them. I'd be like, Dude, my feelings would be hurt after a while. But that game. I got to like watch my heart rate when I play. <laughs> like sometimes I gotta, be, I gotta like be like, okay. I just gotta like breathe slowly. It's it's kind of an infuriating game at times, but I just love it. Do you so still much. play? Oh, dude, yeah. You play Commander? I don't play Commander. I've got a group of friends that will like do. I really only play limited, like sealed or draft. Okay. Um, we will play Commander every once in a while, just because it's so easy to like whip out a deck and start playing. But uh, we'll do like once a quarter. We'll we'll get a draft pod going in my house, like with like eight friends. But I play a lot of Arena. Okay. It's been a long time since I've sat down and played Magic, but there were, <laughs> it's brought out the worst I, I've seen it just even in great friends. Oh and yeah. I remember my, we were playing one time and I had a Chandra Nalar <laughs> and it like, I got all the, I maxed it out and I destroyed. <laughs> did the ultimate? Did ultimate buddy, left my house without shoes on. No way. Walked out. He was just so infuriated. Yeah. And we had to like go find him. And he just, he just, what he, were you supposed to do? You had the loyalty counters. That's what I said. Them. I was like, I'm Mark, you're going to hate me. It's Mark, my buddy Mark said, you're going to hate me right now, but I got full stack. Oh. And they just, he, he just scooped, he scooped yeah. hard and he just left. And we, I, I mean, I feel that. And I wish I didn't like, I wish I could play magic and be more chill. I get way too competitive. Like, I can't my, imagine you mad. Oh, I get, yeah, I, I can't get, it just doesn't manifest on the outside. <laughs> It's just in here. In terms of gaming, are you playing anything these days, console or PC wise, or is so it just uh, magic? I played a lot 
Yeah, mostly arena is like most of what I play. Okay. I, I played a lot of games when I had a lot more time on my hands when I was like a kid yeah. and in high school. I was never so much of a gamer though, where it was like a constant like part of my life. Mm. Um, and like throughout my life, I've I've gone like really deep on fewer games. Whereas like I feel like a, lo- a, a lot of like hardcore gamers play a lot of different games. Yeah, and there's always like new games that are coming out. Where it's like, it's almost like I feel kind of the same way about music where like, I don't really like, I go really deep into very few bands and like, I don't really have an appetite to just like listen to some random band or go searching for like new bands. It's very hard for me. That's interesting. But, I, um, I feel the same way though. It's always, it's always when you take that chance to listen to someone new, it's like finding that go, it's either, do I go to this restaurant that I really love or do I go find something new? Yeah. Yeah. And take a chance. There's but that mean, difference between exploring and exploitation. I read those two things juxtapose, juxtapose, juxtapose. Juxtapose. <laughs> Juxtapozolis. Juxtapozoli. You ever eaten that? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, ju- <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, uh, I'm i trying to think what the last game I played. I think the last game I played was, I mean, I've been playing through Ocarina of Time, but then the freaking uh, N64 oh. video cable broke. So I. <laughs> Are you emulating? Are you? I mean, no, are you N- playing it on the Switch? Are you playing no, the N64. old N64? My girlfriend's N64. You still have an N64? Yeah, it's hers. Wow, dude. So that's, I was playing that's it. That's a museum piece, dude. Yeah, it's it's great, man. <laughs> it looks terrible on like my you know sixty five inch like four K television, but but it's actually in, uh, useful because when you're playing an N sixty four game on the Switch, um, it doesn't translate very well because of the c buttons that they used oh, to have so yeah, yeah. it just doesn't play well on the, oh, dude, on the yeah, switch the, the, i actually i might get some heat for this i never liked the n64 controller okay i never liked that you had to use the stick with your left hand but the way that your hand is angled up is not up it's like kind of diagonal i don't huh. know you know it was it was a different time they were like trying some like something out of left field to sell consoles or something something yeah i don't think you ever used the d-pad it was always brand yeah. new but the joystick was worn out yeah you know interesting if you ever played goldeneye right oh, yeah. for instance you know it was like second nature when we were younger playing it right. on the n64 if you look back to play that right now it's like what like this is how you strafe like yeah, yeah. What, was i a different per- i think i think first person shooters evolved a lot after that um because what was it i don't remember did you have the option to invert the, the axis you did you did okay you did but i think you strafed with the c buttons or something <gasps> oh yeah or maybe that was one that was like the d i don't remember there was like many different control sc- schemes back then like you in goldeneye you could switch between them right 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 whatever it was or wasn't like playing it today it's like you can't even move yeah it's like it's because they make them different like you say yeah it's just they, they, they evolve since then like i yeah, played a man. lot of time splitters on ps2 uh-huh if you remember that game uh, is that what yeah time splitters um i played a lot of that first person shooter and you the dual shock with the two sticks was the way to go for for first person shooters same thing as like halo where you got the xbox control with two sticks you know bro i was a huge halo player i played so much halo 2 same that's what i'm talking about i would go deep i i played so much all i did for i think like months was just trying to figure out how to super jump on different like Dude, different that, maps that, see, see you grew up that's iconic bro because let me tell you something the xbox live community on halo 2 was the most toxic unforgiving rude obnoxious and if so if you grew up then really? you just had thick skin so i didn't i didn't so i never 
played online with like the headset. I would play with, we would get- Oh, you missed out, dude. We would get our friends, we, we would bring our consoles. Or like a LAN party. Yeah. That's, just, that's brilliant, that's nice. We didn't them up, you know, to a Switch or Everybody's whatever. nice to each other. With then, multiple you know? TVs, yeah. No, we no, played a lot of Halo. You fire up Xbox Live, and I you find out people who really are. Yeah. Rough going, dude. It's it's the same dilemma as when you're like driving in a car on the freeway. It's like oh, that's not a person. That's just a it's <laughs> just a car. So it's like people behave completely differently when there's no like social consequences. I don't know what it is when you get behind the wheel of a car. Yeah. You just you disconnect from. Re there's yeah. no there's no there's no human in that. Yeah, car. yeah. That's just that's just somebody in my way. Dude, people are just yeah. The worst of people comes out like online and in cars. People are terrible. <laughs> I think people are generally good, but for the most part, they can get selfish. I think we're Except not thinking about other people. Like they're generally good, but then if you go through, go scroll through TikTok, oh, you could see the the dregs of society. Oh my god! You see all colors, bro. And I'm I'm I'm. <laughs> you think you see it all, and then the next day, I was I, so <laughs> anti TikTok for so long. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I never downloaded it. The only reason I downloaded it was because I was doing the YouTube thing, and I was like. Okay, I got an Instagram. Maybe I could drive some traffic over to my YouTube if I just post the same stuff to TikTok. That's so interesting. You're so big on TikTok, but you were anti-TikTok. I was so anti-TikTok. I was just very against it. Just, I don't know, in general, I just thought it was stupid. Because it started out as like, just like all the dancing and stuff, right? Yes. That's what I remember. It's like, it's just like people go on there and dance and they do the same dance. What? <laughs> but once you get in there though, it's... The it's algorithm's actually pretty good. In, yeah. yeah. And so I get sucked in because I'll go on to post a video or I'll go on to like see if I have any, like see how a video is doing. And I'll, of course, they could bring you right. I used to hate when you'd open the app and your volume is on, they'd bring you right into the homepage and it would be blaring and it, a video would be playing. I'd be like, God, I wish you could come into like somewhere where you can decide to go to the homepage. They don't even let they you do in. that on purpose. You're in, you're, you're already swiping. The, the problem I've had with TikTok as a creator and why I haven't embraced it the way you have is because when I first got on there, I took all my videos and I was like, oh, I have tons of back content I can post you on there. Just throw it out there. Threw it on there. For whatever reason, um, the, the audio sounded like, like it was in a coffee can or a tin can. Like, yeah, I, yeah the audio sucks. I couldn't figure it out. Like, so but I, I also don't think that matters at all for TikTok. The quality. Well, it mattered. It mattered to me, right? The, and yeah, and they they, no, they weren't getting any views or anything like that. And I realized that the best way to do it is the way you do it. You post organically. You post for TikTok. I think that's the way. Yeah, I think that's what you have to Just do. Just with your phone. I don't know what no it is. No editing, but it's it. That's the way to do it, man. And I was. I think that's what people are expecting. So and, yeah. So anyway, like that's why I haven't embraced it okay. um, the way you have. And I, w I would like to do what you do more and just you know, share those candid videos of me, even if it's just a short excerpt of practicing, but I like what you do because you just set the phone up, the uh, phone yep. up, you record yourself playing through the phone and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've experimented resounds. with doing like my real microphone setups and like editing yeah. the audio, like, like, like adding compression or whatever. But I find that it's, I love the simplicity. It's actually, it's kind of nice. Cause I'm like, I can just, one and done, like record a video and it can even be 10 seconds. And I can just record something that I haven't finished yet, which is why when I, when I started like doing TikTok, I was like, everything was like, oh, I'm working on X, Y, Z. And I would just record like part of it because that's all I had learned yet. Uh -huh. So it's kind of nice to be able to post something. Yeah. Cause like, I am not an 80 percenter. Like I do not abide by the 80% rule. I probably should. Like, 
I get stuff to, you know, like everything past 80% is where you spend all your time. Um, and I try to perfect things that it takes forever. So it's, it's kind of nice just to be able to like throw something out there. That's not really super thought out and was more or less easy to do, but then still get stuff out. Like that feels good. I mean, the stuff you're posting, I mean, you, you're playing it all the way through with minimal to no perceivable mistakes. So that's, I feel like what you're posting is over 80% well, on that, in that regard. Yeah, it depends. Like the last couple of videos I've done have been like much easier comparatively. Yeah. Uh, and much shorter. Yeah. But like the Dragon Roost Island video, that was actually like sometimes I get a little stressed out because I, I am I'm such a perfectionist. But like, you know, that one was like, you know how it is like doing takes, take after take after take. Oh, yeah. Like it's all it's smoke just, and mirrors. It's just takes. Like I just took, you know, I played it until I played it. I chose the best performance out of like the 10 or 20 I did. Like, I try, yeah, I mean, it's all smoke and mirrors. The, the finished product is nowhere near representative of, res, representative of like what you. But I don't think that's a problem. That's what people have doing since been doing since like, I think the beginning of time. Yeah, in, totally. In they were splicing tape together. They were. I still feel dirty sometimes. Though. I know. Okay. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I, I didn't know what to think about it. I think if you're thinking about it, that's probably a good thing because I think some people overdo it. Oh, yeah. I try to keep it like, okay, so f the first thing is on TikTok, like I try to keep that completely point and shoot, right? right. Because yeah. part of me is because like I want to I put out a good YouTube video that has good audio that is going to be like memorialized in time. I'm going to put it on Spotify, right? Mm -hmm. And back in my band days, we would we would take I'd do a solo thirty times and we'd take the our favorite parts of it and that would be the solo and it would sound like I played it once but really like you, that stuff's rampant when you're recording like rock music yeah correcting snares yeah like layering stuff yeah. like that's just part of like music production mm -hmm. and and also like classical artists playing classical guitar are doing the same thing like the big dogs the people who are doing like classical guitar albums they're doing the same thing they're playing the song through like. A million times, maybe not a million, but yeah. they're playing it through a bunch and they're finding the parts of the song that represent what they're trying to represent the best and have the most emotional impact. Maybe there's like one note that they just did like this really nice vibrato and they like that the best. They'll splice it in. Like I'm certain of that, right? So I know that's, you know, you're trying, it's, you're doing something, you're not doing a performance, you're creating a recording that's going to live, you know, as is, right? So if you have a fret buzz, you could just swap it out. I think the difference, though, is that those classical guitarists have, they can play that same song in a live repertoire Absolutely. about 90%. Absolutely, 90% of the way. I yeah. couldn't play one song right now. Oh, dude, I forget stuff. So I'm like a bodybuilder. Not, not, definitely not like a bodybuilder, but I mean, in the way that they train uh, for like a meet. Uh -huh. So like off season, yeah. they're like 40 pounds heavier. Yeah. Um, and then they get into peak physical condition for like 24 hours they do it and then they like gain 10 pounds like immediately uh -huh. so i feel like i do that whenever i record audio like yeah. i practice 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 so hard and i can play it like 90 percent. yeah that's evident with the tiktok posts you do so so yeah and and that's the, the other thing is with tiktok i'll get to the point where i can play it i'll play it and then i won't do a youtube video and i'll forget it and that's why a lot of the stuff I'll post to the TikTok and never do to YouTube because uh, I did the bodybuilder thing and I could play it, uh, but then I completely lose it the next thing and already. I've moved on. Yeah. So it's like when I sit down to record, like I am like at the top of my game for that specific song and I forget it. Like, a, 
like BTG was like, yeah, I couldn't play. Didn't he say that? Wasn't he, he like, I can't play a single thing right now? He, no, he said he could even play one song, play half of a song. So and I was surprised to hear that. It is really interesting. It's like, you, you know, there's something about training specificity where if you want to be good at playing live, you will practice, you know, like you're rehearsed, like, like you're playing live, like a, like a rehearsal, and then you'll go play live a lot and you'll get better at playing live. And I think that I'm just, you know, when's the last time you played classical guitar on a stage? Never. <laughs> I, I did like when I, in, in high school and like, I started going to college, but I dropped out for classical guitar performance. Like I played like, actually, I don't even know if I ever played on a stage in college, but I did like some recitals when I was, you know, in high school. I played on a stage in college. I mean, I went to music school for a year and I dropped out. I went to Musicians Institute in Hollywood, California. Same. And uh, they had these, these live playing workshops. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Um, I remember just trying to block out the stage fright. But Dude, um, it's crippling to me. I hate playing live. But it wasn't classical guitar either. It was, oh, okay. it was electric. So it was like, you know, easier, easier, you know, in the sense that it wasn't so intricate, but it was still hard. Dude, classical guitar is unforgiving. It, it, it really is. It's yeah. That's what I was, ta I was talking about earlier, how I go into fight or flight mode and my brain just goes blank. It happens when I'm performing. I'm just like, well, do not know what's coming next. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. It is a give and take. I mean, you're either building a live set or you're yep. in recording mode, trying to put a catalog together. And it's, I mean, if you have a full-time yeah. job and a life, it's very difficult to do both. And so that's why oh, a lot dude. of us are, you know, yeah. one trick ponies in the sense that we're making videos and move on to the next video we've already forgotten what we did yes. i'm getting it to the point where i can actually execute it and like yeah because again the thing that i love I, I love like making something and like eternalizing it in some kind of format like a video it's like the audio and the video yeah. it's like eternalized in this one minute 15 second video like that that's i love that i love getting to that point where i have this catalog of all this stuff that i've done like i just feel a lot of like satisfaction so it is nice to be able to look back. Yeah, it's it's, it's like great. a little time capsule and little reminders of where you were at that point in your life. Because when yeah. you watch a video, you're not going to know. Well, I know I was doing this at this time, and oh yeah, when I did Star Tropics, I was moving or something. You know? Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I forgot where I was going with that. What yeah. I was getting at, but where are we ever going? You know? I don't even know, man. We're just now I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> How, How do you follow up Grudel Valley with Star Tropics? Uh, is that, was that my next video? Yes. <laughs> um, again, I was just doing stuff I liked. I wasn't, trying. I love it. Um, my, my, my brother's friend, um, commented on one of my videos. was like, you should do some star tropics. Cause he played star tropics with you or cause. No, I mean, I, I, and I thought back and I was like, I remember that game. Cause I think you had like, like a yo-yo and like a baseball bat or Nobody something. Nobody remembers that game. Dude, yeah. I I remember that game, but we didn't own it. So I was like, did we like rent it yeah, one time? Yeah, it was that one game you rented from Blockbuster yeah. that one weekend exactly. that you didn't finish. So I checked it out and the music was awesome. I was like, this, yeah, I like this that dungeon though. music is sick. Yeah. And of course it was just like, yeah. <laughs> nobody cares about star tropics <laughs> talk about like what do you do if you want to get more views don't play like obscure ass yeah like I, games from 1989 it was like you had this hit that went viral that everybody watched and you're like i'm gonna follow that up with this yeah and i love what? that you did you didn't care you're just like, i doing honestly it. never thought about that until you just said it. That's, like that probably wasn't the best 
dude. I probably should have followed on with something because I feel like. Nah, man. I like what you did. I mean, yeah. I, Not I, caring. Yeah. I mean, I guess I didn't think about it. That's just what happened. <laughs> but that's that, that you're genuine though in that, in that sense that uh, you, you're doing it because you love it, not because yes. you're pandering to the algorithm right. or the audience or whatever the hell's, you know. Yeah. So I think that speaks volumes. Well, that's cool. Because I would have been like, how do I capitalize on this? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I mean, there's nothing wrong with doing that either as long as you're enjoying it. Like, like there's nothing wrong with saying, I'm going to do this next. It's a calculated move. I think it's going to be successful. Also, I'm super passionate about this song. That's the best that's of both true. worlds. That's check great. Check both boxes. That's good. Yeah. And that's like you talked about the um, Make My Dreams Come True track. Yeah. That was the intersection of, I don't know, is that song obscure? It's maybe one of the more obscure. No, I think it's that's not obscure, right? Classic rock fan. You, you know yeah. that song. So that, that's Oates a nice and... intersection of something that was like really satisfying for me to do and fun and enjoyable. Um, and then something also that's like will have more appeal than this super niche like video game yeah. music demographic of people. Yeah, we we box ourselves in a little bit we in the really BGM do. community. You you have to be both a video game fan. You have to be both a fan of that music, which those two things aren't always the right. same. You can just play the game and not even notice the music. And then right. you have to be a guitar fan, right? At all at once. Classical. You have to. And then classical. I feel like guitar. classical guitar. This has like been the bane of my whole life. That like classical guitar is so obscure, and yeah. I I tell people like I play classical guitar, or I'm sure you know you get the people looking at you like in disgust when they see your right hand. <laughs> like, oh, dude, I hide that shit. Do you I really put it how? in my pocket. Really? Say, hey, what's up, dog? How you doing? Oh no, I I I let it I let it out. I can't. I, I'm, I I'm so self conscious about if it. If people ask me, I say like the yeah, nails. Play classical guitar, and they're like, why don't Give why me you just use a pick? Yeah, I know. Which is like, it's like I don't know how to explain it to you. You just need all the fingers. P I M A. I don't know. You know? I had a colleague um, <laughs> recently who had never noticed, and she looked the look of like like disgust I, in her face she was like don't you trim your fingernails yeah. young man she hated it and i was like i don't know what to tell you it's i want to i want to like i'm going to hit her up on microsoft teams i'll be like i'm going to send you a link like it's just a google search of like do classical guitar players need nails and it's like it's not it's not, i'm not just weird it's a normal thing i think according to brandon acker you do not but he think he's playing as 18th I dis century Louis. i disagree Louis. so hard i do too man you need him you need him you need him there's no there's just, it just sounds better. It's easier to play. Like, I don't want people to see my unkept nails because then I feel like I have to qualify it. Well, I play classical guitar. This is what you I need. Know. And the, the first thing they go to is probably, even though nobody's ever said anything to me. Oh, I get it. I've gotten it so much, especially in high school. Cause I played in high school. Oh, I played yeah. since I was like 10. So I've had long, long nails since I was 10. Yeah. Kids are ruthless. Yeah. Yeah. People Well, it's your Coke nail. Great joke. <laughs> <laughs> People love that one. Well, I keep the pinky short because I don't use it. Oh, you need it for, you do, for those oh, I was going to, okay, man. you do need it. Yeah. Right, I got to grow my pink great. Well, you don't need to, but I like to have it. It's one more finger for. Okay. Although mostly, actually the Dragon Roost Island video, I, I'm only using these two for, for all the, the, the rescuados. Just. That's interesting. That was only because my middle finger. I like, I think I messed it up, like playing like megalovania so much. Do you have like calluses was, on the front of your fingers? No, but 
I will tell you when I, I played Gerudo Valley so much at the beginning of last year, I ground the tops of my nails down. They were so thin that it was like painful. Wow. So I'm still kind of recovering. And then I was playing Megalovania so much. My, the tops got so thin. So I have to use super glue or, or, or silk wraps or else my nails will like be so flimsy and just be so thin that it hurts. So you, I can't use, play. Do you always use silk? I do now. So you, you rascato so much, it wears out your nails. It literally sands down the top of the nail. So I, I do, um, it's kind of chipping off right now. I brought super glue with me though. I'm going to add a little more, just keep super glue on the top. The silk wraps I was using, but they ended up making the nail too thick, which affects the sound of regular playing. So that is interesting. Man. Yeah. Super glue is awesome. That's a, that's a totally different like layer of complexity that on somebody who doesn't play flamenco. Would yeah. You understand. wouldn't think no. like if you're doing that all the time, it's erosion. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's grinding your nails down every time you strum. I don't know what Sam's got something weird going on too. Sam Griffin, where he's got like this fake thumbnail. He uses a uh, guitar player nails, guitarplayernails.com. What's that do? So they actually are awesome. It, they're these just, you can buy these plastic ones, but they don't sound as good. So if they're white, they're likely just the, the, the preformed plastic ones yeah. that don't sound as good, yeah. but they also have these strips that are in, have you ever used like a ping pong ball to replace a broken nail? Never. I've never broken a nail. Really? No, never. You, do you, do you really just always keep this hand in this pocket? No, I just, I don't do manual labor. So I'm just, I'm a, I'm a little bitch. I don't know. Uh, I've never broken a nail. Have you ever like zipped up your pants and cut the nail in the zipper and like shredded it? I'm sure at one time I've done that, but it's never shredded. I've never broken, I've never no. chipped. So what happens to me a lot of times, I'll reach my hand out to get like a door or something and I'll just go and it just cracks. That's not happened to you? Crazy. Oh, I break nails all the time. Wow. So like you need, so back in the day, it used to be ping pong balls. So you'd cut a ping pong ball and you'd glue it under the nail and then you shape it and it sounded great. Wow. Um, but guitar player nails, yeah, you just, it, the material is incredible. You have to like roll it so it's the shape of your nail. You glue it on and form it and they sound incredible. And they're super resilient. Do you use those too or? I do. If I break a nail, okay. I have some with me actually. In my, I brought, I have my guitar in my trunk. I have like a whole nail kit in my guitar case. Okay. That's that, that I did not know about yeah, guitar so player nails. I feel like Sam's always got a fake thumbnail or something. He's got something. Yeah. He's they're something. awesome. I didn't notice it when I met him in person. I saw him live uh, last year. Okay. But I, I, I didn't. Was that the uh, NSP tour? That was, uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I don't think it was the NSP tour. I think it was, um, I can't remember the Those guy's the name. the only two ones that I know. Family Jewels. Oh, Maybe they probably didn't come to the East Coast. No, no, I think it was a well, it was a West Coast. Anyway, I saw him Man, in LA last year. comes to year. Atlanta. But yeah, when I saw him um, in person, I didn't notice anything weird about his hand. I was just kind of more starstruck than anything. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't notice some weird nails. Isn't it funny? There. Like, it's so funny. Like, we've been talking for how long on like Discord alone? Yeah. And it's kind of funny, like seeing you in person be like, dude. Or or even like, like I said, when you comment on my video, like, is you just some dude like doing videos? It's. It's just kind of funny that dynamic, right? Yeah, like, well, at least you kind know, kind of like that starstruck. We know we're both not AI feeling. generated <laughs> to make the. Uh, <laughs> well, do we know that? Well, I don't think the viewers are going to know that, <laughs> but we know we know that. We do that. Do we sure. know that? We know that, know. right? I don't think I could tell you even if I did know that. Yeah, I don't know. That's me tough to disprove. <laughs> what would be? We would have to tour. We'd have to tour. That's true. We'd have to have to play. We have enough people like joining our show. Have, have you ever thought about? 
playing live at all? I've thought about it. Like they're, they do like, what's the, the VGM convention? Uh, it's the one that, uh, what's it called again? Something con. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I went to dragon con recently in Atlanta. What's that? It's, it's, it's pretty big. It's like a comic con. Oh, okay. Um, it's just like, you know, one of those like pop culture. Did you cosplay? I did. What were you cosplaying? Luigi. Okay. But a bard. A bard Luigi. Oh, so like you Dungeons went around and Dragons. You went around with a guitar. I had a lute. That's, were you just playing Mario stuff? Yes. Yeah, so That's we, we had, so we had cool. a whole party. So we had like shy guy, sorcerer. I was bard Luigi, fighter Mario, paladin Peach. And it was pretty awesome because I had my loot. I had a little amplifier. <laughs> so That's awesome, dude. I was just cycling through Mario 1, Mario 2, athletic theme. That's why I learned those all those map themes that I've been posting. That's why I learned them. So I could play map themes while we were walking around. Is the crowd that generally our age or a little younger? Or? Dragon Con is, yeah. Yeah. It. I mean, there's a lo- obviously a lot of young people, but there's like a lot of people our age too. It's a big, it's like kind of a big deal in Atlanta. It's huge. We're getting old, man. I know. Don't tell me. Don't remind me. You don't we're have getting, to tell me. <laughs> it's, we're almost hitting that four zero. I know. I know. It's 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 funny. I feel like I never really felt it until like the last two years. I was always like, oh yeah, I'm young. Yeah. Until like the last two years, and I'm starting to realize like, oh, I'm getting there. I don't know. It's I feel it all the time. Like I'm in bed by nine thirty. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's that too. There's also yeah. We're gonna go out after this probably. I'm gonna order a non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've been yeah. I've been keeping it. Na. Oh, I thought you were just a pound whiskey guy. Like oh, you're just no. gonna get sloshed and. I mean, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to trying to keep it more healthy these days. One thing I I wanted to ask you before we go because I know we're almost at time. Your guitar support. I've been oh, meaning yeah. to ask you. I've never seen anything like it. I made it. it. You made that? I made it, yeah. So You made your own guitar support. So the, what, what's the one, the guitar lift, you know, the plexiglass one. Yeah. It's literally a piece of plexiglass with suction cups on it. Are you just suction cup, cu- cupping a piece of wood? <laughs> yeah, so I bought, I went to Rockler Woodworking Store and I bought just a piece of African mahogany and I have a band saw. Like I told you, I got into woodworking. Yeah, yeah. So I I actually started making a classical guitar. I, I never finished it though because I got a oh, really? going on. I've already asked Evan for a couple tips. <laughs> That's cool. He actually helped me out a lot. Um, so yeah, I just got a piece of piece of mahogany and I drew a shape that I thought was cool and I cut it out. I sanded it and I installed some grommets so that I could screw suction cups into it. Whereas the guitar support, you stick it through and put a nut on the other side. Uh-huh. These just screw directly into the support. I mean, it's big. It's it's It looks like so comfortable because oh, it's, it's not... It, it just, it, uses the entirety of your leg. It's amazing, dude. And I like it better than the guitar lift. It's way more comfortable. And there's no foam or anything. It's just wood right on my leg. And I've never had any issues. Have you ever had anybody ask you to make them one? I think when I first, like, I, this is when I was on Sam's Discord a lot. I'll, I'll make you one. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would like to try it out. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, if you, if you still like the woodwork. It's easy to make. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's literally a piece of wood. And I still have a bunch of the hardware, like the um, the little grommets and things. Like I have like a big bag of suction cups. Well, put me on the list. Yeah, dude. Oh, you know, I, I it goes like five years out. Okay. Oh, that's like uh, Evan. <laughs> no, it's not like, Shout out to Evan Kingma. It's not like a Kingma, no. I've been waiting five years for my guitar, man. I'm, <laughs> Yours is in the works, though. I'm I know. They sound good, man. I think the Cecil's. Yeah. Was like guitar CD. Yeah. His his sounded 
great. I mean, they all sound great, but that one in particular, I don't know what it was about that one. That was the Pinkma, right? Yeah, the Pinkma. Sounded awesome. He's dude. like the rarest elephant tusk from yeah. the most extinct <laughs> version of the from Africa. <laughs> the most uh, the most endangered. The most, the endangered, most endangered rarest woods. tusk. That's that's because that's Cecil. He wants the most bougiest, unattainable thing. That's funny. You want to tell people where they can find you and yeah. So on YouTube, I'm t uh, TV on guitar. So youtubecom slash TV on guitar. Um, on TikTok, I am Adam Monica Guitar. I'm not sure why I did that, but <laughs> you could probably change it if you want, right? You can't change the name. I've changed the name. It is TV on Guitar, but I'm still at Adam Monica Guitar. Oh, on I TikTok. gotcha. I gotcha. Um, and then I'm also on Spotify. I've got just Garuda Valley. I've got a single on Spotify, and nice. I intend to do an album. So you can just search TV on Guitar, and it comes up pretty easily. Um, nice, dude. But yeah, that's. I have a website, TVOnGuitar.com. Which is just links to my other stuff. Yeah. Um, nothing going on there, really. Nice, dude. Well, thanks for taking the time yeah, to come dude, out today. Thanks for having this me. Was it was a lot awesome. of fun. Yeah, for sure. Let's go grab a beer. Yes, 100%.